0: The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording
1: without the express permission of the university is prohibited. Thank you so much. We've enjoyed being with you this week. Um, And today I just want to share a little testimony with you uh, before Don comes up. As I was looking at the week... You know, we found out about God's heart in the world on Monday, and then um, how to prepare our own hearts to be ready to do what God wants us to do. And today, the word that is on the brochure is commit. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little nervous when missionaries are asking me to commit. Um, I sat in your seats, and I was a missionary kid, but I did not want to be a missionary. And... I would say, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do, but I really prefer if you don't call me into missions. Um, But it was right here in a missions conference that my my mindset was changed. And um, over the years, I have learned that what I was afraid of right at the beginning, as I was going in the mission field, you know, I said, I don't want to sign the rest of my life off that I'm going to be a missionary for the rest of my life. And some people gave me some really good wisdom. They said, you know what, Esther, you don't know what the Lord has for you next. All the Lord is asking you to do is obey him today in what he is prompting you to do. And so I want to share with you a little bit of my journey and how that has looked over the years. So after Karen, we went and did an internship at a church, and I was really feeling like the Lord was calling us to Ukraine. We visited there on a short-term trip, but I was nervous about that, and we decided to take the step to become missionaries in Ukraine. And we lived in Ukraine and started a church there, Hope Church, and honestly, it was a really fun time in missionary life because people were coming to Christ left and right. Like, it was a time of harvest, and we were like blessed by the people who'd sown seeds for years. And we got to see many people come to know the Lord. Well, after being there eight years, God prompted my heart again. And I was like, not again. I kind of like it here in Ukraine. I'm feeling comfortable here now. This is where I'd like to stay for the rest of my life. And he said, you know what? There's people in Kazakhstan that don't know about me. You know, I had to look up Kazakhstan on a map when somebody introduced it to me because I didn't even know where it was. But the Lord sent us to Kazakhstan, and those were hard years, four really hard years. But you know what? The Lord promises if we leave families and sisters and brothers and mothers and fathers that he will give us more. And I know now... In heaven that there are Kazakhs that believed in Jesus and they are gonna be there with me and I praise the Lord that we got to participate in that we got to see Kazakhs give up Islam and come to Jesus and I praise the Lord for those years in Kazakhstan well then the Lord said you need to take care of your family and go back to America believe it or not that was hard because now I was used to living overseas. <laughs> and so the Lord sent us back to Michigan and for our kids' educational needs. And we went back to Michigan and lived there for 13 years. And during that time, I was like, Lord, I'm trying to get my, to know my neighbors. You told me to, to go into the world and they don't really seem interested. So He's like, well, you know what? I brought the world to you. So we started teaching English. And these are some of our students, not a great picture, but we have students from Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, and the Lord has blessed me with international people right around me. Maybe you can do that here, right now. There's so many internationals around you. And one of my students has stayed with me for five years. Um, This was her last year, and she's from Afghanistan, and the Lord Has used our time together to go through the Word of God and I she's she's seeking she's seeking and so here I am now I have adult children I have two grandchildren and this crisis happens in Ukraine do you know how much I cried with the Lord and struggled with him about going to Poland and leaving my grandchildren I'm telling you, every time the Lord prompts our heart, there's a battle that goes on in our our hearts. And we have to surrender to what the Lord wants us to do. But we don't know what it's going to be like in 20, 30, 40 years. I could have never guessed back at, at Cairn that the Lord would have had me in these different places. And I don't know what he has next. But just like that song we were singing, be still and know that I am God and I am working and God will make a way, he wants you to surrender to him. And so today, as you listen to the testimony and the sermon, I I just pray that you would commit your life to do whatever the Lord is prompting you as you read his word, as you struggle with him in prayer. So thanks for having us this week. I appreciate it.
0: So it's really about taking the next step. Taking the next step. Because we don't know what's going uh, to come up a day later, a month later, a week later, a few years later. We are standing on this very stage, or I was in this very, this very chapel, when we sensed that call towards missions and then started down the journey that Esther has laid out for you today. But you know, as we begin to talk and we talk about commitment today, I don't want us to spend our attention, spend our thoughts inward focused. I would like us, because the Word of God calls us to this, to fix our eyes on Christ, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Brothers and sisters, we need a new, exalted view of God that will drive us to our knees in repentance. And that will compel us to serve Him with complete abandon. Let me read that once again. We need an exalted view of a holy God that will drive us to our knees in repentance and compel us to serve Him with complete abandon. When He transformed hearts as we look to a holy, a righteous, a wonderful, a holy God. We need to have hearts of worship, fixing our eyes upon him, not focusing on our own circumstances, not focusing on the pains of this world, but fixed upon the unchanging holy God. We need a heart. We need hearts that are focused and and driven to worship him with every single part of our being. Worship is the core. Worship needs to be our center. John Piper writes wonderfully in Let the Nations Be Glad. Missions is not the ultimate goal of the church. Here we are at a missions conference and I want to tell you that missions is temporary. Missions is not the ultimate goal of the church. Worship is. Mission exists because worship doesn't. Worship is ultimate, not missions, because God is ultimate, not man. When this age is over and the countless millions of the redeemed fall on their faces before the throne, missions will be no more. It's a temporary necessity, a necessity, but a temporary necessity. But worship abides forever. Worship of an unchanging God, experience with the living God, drives us to our knees and and drives us forward to follow him with Passion and with complete abandon. This week, uh, we've spent some time on Wednesday, in particular. I spent some time introducing you to a family. Uh, This particular family from Ukraine. This is a family from the city of Erpine. I shared a little bit about their story on how, on how February 24th, missiles flew right by their house, shaking the windows of their home and exploding just a kilometer or two away from their house, a military airfield just outside of Erpine. And when they woke up in the morning, this entire family living in one home, they got together and sat there, prayed, and dad said, we need to go. And they left and they didn't look back. This is ultimately what happened to their home. I showed this picture earlier this week. But I have something I'd like to, uh, to, uh, a special surprise for all of you today. This family left Ukraine, they went to Romania, they went to Warsaw, we reconnected with them, known them for decades in Warsaw, and then they came to Rhode Island. Leaving everything behind, starting over again for the very first time. A ministry family, a father who's a pastor, well, their daughter is actually considering studying with you, possibly next year, and they're actually visiting the campus today. So I would like to introduce to you Pastor Alex. Thank <laughs> <Yep. laughs>
2: My heart,
0: my heart is filled with joy and is broken at the very same
2: time
0: forgive me for the tears
2: because Я давно не видел эти фотографии.
0: I actually haven't seen those pictures in a long time, so that, that brings tears to my eyes. Семь месяцев
2: мы как беженцы.
0: For seven months we've been living as refugees.
2: 40 лет назад Господь через нашего молодежного руководителя поручил мне заниматься музыкальным служением среди
0: подростков. music with young people. Мне было 16. I was sixteen years old. And uh, ten years, ten years later. 30, 30 years ago, th- about thirty years
2: ago from when, now, I f-
0: when I finished my degree, a master's in uh, directing in choir in choir directing.
2: Uh, много изменений было в Украине, и я не знал, что делать точно. There was
0: a lot of changes in the country of Ukraine at that point in time, and I really didn't know what I was supposed to do.
2: помню разговор Богом не на конференции, церкви, улице,
0: I remember, I remember the conversation that I had with God at that time. Uh, it wasn't in a building, it wasn't in a church, it wasn't in a school. I was just outside on the street having a conversation with God. Что мне делать? Делать What do I do? do I, do, I, do I step forward with a music career?
2: Or, or some kind of business or, or,
0: or go and just work someplace at some uh, some business somewhere if I'm gonna go and work for God
2: могу с богом договориться что я буду работать 6 или 8 часов I can't make an agreement with God that I'm only going to work so many hours a day for him я не могу договориться с богом что зарплата будет такая
0: I can't say to God I'm gonna have this particular kind of pay when I go and do that
2: совершенно неизвестная
0: it, it, it's it's something that we don't know what's going to come. И
2: мы с нашей семьёй с Ирой, избрали путь служения Господу. And
0: my wife and I, uh, my wife Ira, who's here as well, we chose the path of ministry. 30 лет служения в Украине. 30 years of ministry in Ukraine. Благословение. Blessing.
2: И теперь война. And now a war. Это 30, после 40 лет служения after, это как бы новый тест в
0: жизни
2: у нас шестеро детей четверо внуков куда бежать?
0: Where do, where do Ka- как спасать семью? что будет
2: с нашей страной?
0: Gonna, gonna
2: и Господь много раз проговаривал
0: and, and the Lord many times has spoken to us through the power of His word.
2: Every
0: everything that we heard in church, every hymn, every song that we sang and listened to.
2: слова мы пропевали пропускали
0: All those all those words that we have sang over those years and we've allowed to come through our hearts.
2: And, and then
0: when February and March and April came, it was like a test for us.
2: Когда все вокруг сгорело,
0: everything we had had burned up and was
2: gone you, you've, you've only seen just
0: a little picture of, of what what happened and what we lost
2: uh, we had
0: we had uh, a few thousand christian books in our home we
2: had
0: we had a music library that was rather large, extensive. Uh, each of us was only able to take two backpacks with
2: us. And, and
0: every time we would think to ourselves as we're driving down the road, leaving our house behind, what is the most important thing to us? Uh, I'm especially thankful to the Lord
2: that he's given us the opportunity to serve him. Because what то gives for дает heart
0: and for для spiritual life Оно не сгорает в огне. Because which hearts, Him, truth, never Никакая
2: война не может это забрать. Это большое благословение видеть, что Господь делает не только в жизни нашей семьи, но в нашей стране.
0: It's amazing when I look and think about what God is doing not only in our own lives, but in but in the lives of our countrymen in our country. Я
2: был I,
0: I was in the Soviet army in the Russian army uh, when I was your age when I was 19 years old I understood that Russia was our missionary uh, field that we needed to have our attention on И 12
2: человек из нашего с моего первого хора, они поехали миссионерами в России.
0: And some of the the people from my first choir, they went to Russia to serve as missionaries. Они
2: продолжают служить. 30 лет они миссионеры в России. For 30 years
0: they have served as missionaries in the country of Russia. И теперь с России пришли молодые
2: люди, офицеры, солдаты, они разрушили нашу страну. And now
0: and now you have young Russians coming into our country to destroy our nation. И теперь мы должны любить but now we need to love and we need to be ready to once again go to them to take the
2: gospel
0: because for us being Ukrainians means that we need to be missionaries for the nation of Russia for Russia when I came into this building, this
2: hall, I was
0: so happy to see all of you and
2: all желтыи флаг
0: uh, do, do you see that the blue and yellow flag that's over there on the
2: wall? Look over there, please. Do you know the symbolic symbols? Do, know, do, you
0: know, do you know the, um, the symbolic
2: um, colours? Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm check <laughs> everything you say. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but <one was> <laughs> the uh, the colors of the Ukrainian flag have biblical symbolism in them. Did you see Take the harvest? Look. The harvest. The bottom is the yellow. Yellow. The harvest. The harvest. Did you
2: see blue? It's the heaven. <laughs> and, and we we as a worker on the harvest field, we pray to to Lord bless us. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. You translator. (laughs) (laughs) i am lost my (laughs) Russian. (laughs) Thank you, John. You know, Russian in Ukraine understand us. We are so happy. To serve together in the Ukraine, in now in Poland. To in Ukraine,
0: in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> Let God bless you. It's really. <laughs> no,
2: yeah, sure. May the Lord bless you all. this is a special, a unique time when, in your lives. When God is forming you. And when He's calling each of us. and and we realize that each of us has a personal uh, uh, relationship with God And, And, and I want to tell
0: you that the harvest is ready like no other time in history Jesus says pray to the Lord of the harvest to send forth workers into his harvest fields and when we pray and we say to ourselves let the Lord send somebody Somebody. (laughs) the Lord said somebody and may that somebody I might be an answer to that prayer thank you Pastor Alex thank you I really don't know if I have a whole lot more that I need to say at this time. Um, I wanted to spend some time focusing on the the book of Isaiah in chapter 6, and we won't have time to be able to do that. But chapter 6 of Isaiah takes us to where each of us needs to be today. In the year that I saw the king Uzziah die, I saw the Lord high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Isaiah saw... A holy God in the year that his best friend and relative died, a friend and a relative who who had served faithfully for many many years up until right at the end of his life when he when he slipped and he sinned and he was separated he was with leprosy had to, had to separate himself out for the remaining uh, years of his life in the year that his friend died, when all of his world was Crashing down in on him, he saw the Lord. And I want to encourage each of us to look up and see the Lord. He heard the seraphims cry out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Look up and see who God is in his holiness, in his majesty, in his wonder. All that he is, all that he does, all of his thoughts, all of his actions, every single thing is perfect. Every, every bit is holy. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Glory speaks of the presence of God, his closeness to us. Jesus is the manifestation of the glory of God. He walked with us and continues to walk with us today. In every sense in this passage, Isaiah, his, his, his thoughts and his attention are shifted from the things of this world and they're placed on God. It says that he sees in chapter, in verse four, he, he, uh, he feels as the doorposts and the thresholds shake. There's an earthquake. The temple is filled with smoke. He smells the smoke. He feels the earthquake. He hears the choir of seraphim singing and he sees God in his glory. Everything else is pushed to the side and all he does is he looks to who God is in his wonder and in his glory. And then he says, woe is me. I'm not supposed to see God. Those that see God are supposed to die. And, and instead of killing him, he offers him grace and forgiveness. Grace and forgiveness from a holy God that we should be separated from, from all eternity. And instead, he sent his son to die for each and every one of us. And just after the seraphim takes the coal in his hand, and in the tongs, and touches the lips of Isaiah, and his lips are burned. It's a painful experience for sure, the remembrance of, of those sins, those things that, that he had done previously, but now it was cleansed, it was cleaned, it was burned with fire and taken away, and then he hears the voice of the Lord, what does he hear? Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah says, Here am I, send me. It's interesting. He didn't give him a job description. He didn't say, Whom shall I send to do this, 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 and this? to go to this people, this people, this people, and this people. Yes, he was a minister already. Yes, he was a prophet already. But there was a, a new chapter that was to be opened. He was calling him to a new place. He didn't tell him any of that. But Isaiah had experienced God, had seen him in his holiness, had seen him in his wonder, in his, in his amazing how amazing he is. And Isaiah just said, as soon as he heard, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah said, oh, 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 here am I. Send me wherever it's going to be to speak to whomever it's going to, I need to speak to. And without going into the details, verse 9, right away, it says you're going to go to a place, you're going to go to a people, and they're not going to want to listen to you. But he had already said, here am I, send me. He had already made the commitment. You know, in history, in the 1800s, there was a man by the name of uh, Count von Zinzendorf. He was part of a movement called the Moravians. And this particular This particular uh, man in his teens, when he was your age, as soon as he finished college in Germany, he went and he traveled to one particular location and and, uh, one particular museum. And he's looking at a picture. And this picture is a picture of Jesus. It's called Behold the Man. And in this picture, he sees Jesus with a crown of thorns upon his head He has a sorrowful look on his face yet hopeful and and there's blood coming down his face and underneath the picture it says the words I did this for you. What are you going to do for me? He stood and he stared at that picture. He kept staring and he kept staring and that picture and those words became in his heart the motivating element of the rest of his life. He helped form a movement of Moravians that were sending missionaries all over the globe. But the first thing, you know what he did? He started a prayer movement. The Moravian church, the Moravian church that he was a part of, they started a 24-hour, 7-day-a-week prayer meeting that lasted, if you know the story, do you know how many years that prayer meeting lasted? 100 years. 24-7 prayer Prayer for the unsaved, prayer for the unreached, prayer for the nations, prayer for each other. One hundred years. And the result of that prayer led to over 300 missionaries being sent out in the first 65 years. And then at that 65-year mark, all of a sudden it began to grow and grow and grow, and there were thousands of missionaries sent out from the Moravian church. And there's actually part of Alex's history Part of Alex's history is tied to the Moravians that went into the former, well, former Soviet Union, it was even pre, predates that, of course, went into the Ukraine and into Russia, and they started to preach the gospel of Christ. So possibly Alex's very roots may be tied to the movement that I just described. All because one man stood there and he saw this picture, and it said, I've done this for you, what have you done for me? Two young people Part of that Moravian movement, part of those prayer meetings, they had a deep burden to share the gospel in the Caribbean at, a, at a, 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 a plantation where it was only slaves. They wanted to go there as missionaries, but the owner said, I will have no missionaries, I will have no pastors, I will have no one here. And so those two young men said I, that they cannot stand the thought of 3,000 people never hearing the name of Jesus working on those fields And so those missionaries themselves decided to sell themselves as slaves, give up everything that they had, everything, sell themselves. They didn't belong to themselves anymore to be sent to that island. And as they were on the ship, casting out from from the shores, their family was on the dock, assuming that they would never see them again. And those two young men stood up on on the boat. They grabbed each other's arms, and they said, To win for the Lamb the reward of his suffering. To win for the Lamb the reward of his suffering. Jesus died so that everyone could have access to God. So that everyone could be redeemed. So that everyone could be forgiven. But not everyone knows. There are still, even today, Thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions who don't know Christ. And when they come to Christ, they are his reward. And the Moravian call over the years, not just those two men, but the entire Moravian movement began to say to win for the Lamb the reward of his suffering. I'd like to invite us all to stand. When we served in Kazakhstan, Esther talked about that, showed you one picture today. When we served in Kazakhstan with brothers and sisters in Christ from Kazakhstan, whenever they would pray, they didn't pray in the typical way that we would, even in Ukraine, bowing our heads, bowing our, uh, folding our hands together and putting our heads down. They, they would pray with their hands uplifted. And many people in the Muslim world actually do that, but even the brothers and sisters in Christ in Kazakhstan did the same thing. And One day I asked, does that mean something for you? And a dear brother in Christ said to me, you know, Don, when we put our hands like this and we pray to God, we're praying with expectation. Expectation that he's going to respond, that he's going to answer, that he's going to bless, that he's going to uh, call, that he's going to send. Whatever it might be, we expect him to move in a powerful way. I want us to pray in the same way this morning, with expectation. I don't know what kind of commitment the Lord is calling you to, to take today. I don't know where he wants you to go to serve There are many effective and needed ministries all over the United States, and those are necessary. We need senders, we need prayers for missions, we need mobilizers for missions, and we need goers, those that will take that step and go to the unreached, go and disciple the nations. So I don't know where you are today, but I want to ask you to just quietly sit or stand and pray with those hands uplifted like this, And ask yourself if you're willing to make the same commitment that Isaiah did. Here am I, send me. No matter what, no matter where, no matter what it means, no matter what I might lose, as Pastor Alex has very clearly illustrated for us and his family, no matter what, here am I, send me want to ask you to just take a moment and quietly pray and ask the Lord, give me the strength to say these words, here am I, send me. Now if you've made a commitment to the Lord today, a fresh one, a new one, if you've said to him from the deepest parts of your heart, Father, here am I, send me. I want you to make sure that you share that with someone. Share it with your best friend, share it with a professor, share it with me, share it with Pastor Alex, share it with one of the mission's mobilizers, share it with someone when we made that commitment back 30 years ago in this chapel, after lunch, I spoke with Esther, who wasn't even a fiancé at the time, and found out that God had called her in the same way. I spoke to my fiancé, or future fiancé, speak to your friends. Tell them. Tell them about your commitment. And I just want to close us now by reading um, reading a short paragraph from Anne Graham Lotz. She spoke from Isaiah chapter 6 many years ago at Amsterdam 2000, and she closed her time with these words, and I'd like to read them for you now. And may this be, I hope and pray that this is the prayer of your heart as well. I can imagine Isaiah a little timidly saying, God, here I am, and God You remember me. I am responsible for sin in my life, and God, I have been ruined by it. Ruin myself. I have not a shred of self-esteem left. Inadequate, insufficient in me is nothing good. Not one good thing. I am ruined even in my service, a man of unclean lips, totally unworthy to serve you. But God, I have been cleansed. I have seen you in your holiness, in your majesty, in your glory. And God, if you can use me, I'm available for your service. Here I am. You can help yourself to my life. You can have everything. You can have anything. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Father, we stand before you in your holiness and looking and observing your glory and we are crushed in our sin but we're also forgiven by your grace. Thank you for the salvation that we have. Thank you for the new life we have in Christ. Thank you for adoption. Thank you for sealing us, giving us an eternal hope. And Father, like Isaiah, Father, help each of us to say from the depths of our heart, because of all you've done, here am I, send me. Father, I pray that you would bless each. And for those that have made special commitments today, I pray that you would give them boldness to share that with those that they need to share it with. And now, Father, I pray that you would bless the remainder of this day. We thank you for this special week of missions. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to serve you with complete abandon, saying again, here am I, send me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.